swear I'm not doing this for an outtake, but <laughs> there was something in there. But here we are. Out. I, I had to get a pocket knife and pull it out. I'm like, how did this even get jammed in there? <laughs> anyway, so now I'm a shot of Princess Leia didn't come shooting out of it, did there? <laughs> no. Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I'm your Jason, your host for this episode. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Eric. How you doing, Eric? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing well. Um, I'm excited. We're moving along with these uh, uh, song choices pretty quickly and uh, some good like we're feedback. Finally, we're finally getting out of the, uh, what the heck is that song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, a, friend uh, mine, a friend of mine's been listening and he's like, hey, it's a great job, dude, but y'all going to ever do any songs that... We know. <laughs> <laughs> these are the flyers you know it's the end of the list yeah you got to pick yeah. in put in some uh the, personal those are, favorites those there. Were the also rants and now we're going to get into the meat of the yeah, yeah yeah so we are continuing our list of the top 50 1980s movie soundtrack songs in this episode and you know despite being only four songs in i think we've had a pretty good variety so far uh yeah i mean People have to take our word for it because they haven't heard the songs. But yeah, it's a great variety. <laughs> we got some pop, and we had some more. Some, I wouldn't know if I'd say metal or hard uh, rock. I yeah, call it metal, even though it's called heavy metal. But we had a nice R and B ballad, yeah. and yeah, so it's a pretty good uh, variety so far. And we have had some feedback trickle in since the beginning of the countdown. I just wanted to shout out some listeners. Appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, tuning in each time. And uh, if you got any feedback on our selections, you can find us on Twitter at RD80s at Eric underscore Vardaman. There's links in the show notes. First up was Amy Green on Twitter. Mentioned her favorite soundtrack song titled The Touch, but it wasn't by Stan Bush. It was by Kim Wilde uh, on the Secret Admirer soundtrack, which I don't uh, think I've ever watched. You've never seen that? No. Yeah, Kelly Preston. Yeah. <laughs> that's all, that's all Kelly Preston, Kelly Preston. See Thomas Howell, Lori yeah. Laughlin from nineteen eighty five. It's actually a really funny movie. I mean, if you if you can find it, you should watch it because this is actually a funny movie. Okay. It didn't get a lot of it didn't get a lot of I mean it wasn't like a huge movie when it was in theaters, but mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's a great movie. Uh next up, Karen, our uh, fellow staffer at the Retro Network and podcast super fan i'll call i know she her. uh <laughs> regarding uh, tender love she mentioned on twitter that she didn't remember the song but watched the music video on youtube and enjoyed seeing all the 80s fashions <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it yes yes and then also my longtime friend and podcast partner wyatt uh over on rediscover the 80s he said he enjoyed the touch as it's on my constant playlist and still still sparks nostalgia when i hear it Watched the movie with Jason in the theater. I had forgot about that. We watched that together. Oh, really? And when we uh, recorded that episode. But oh. he says, uh, love the original and the replay with Cybertronic Spree at Retrocon. And then he finished, I don't recall heavy metal, but I do enjoy hearing Tender Love. I recall hearing it 
on our top 40 station, WQIX. Not in the uh, playlist, but I enjoy hearing it when I do. And we both worked for a radio station for a couple years there in the mid-90s. So we do have some radio background and, yeah, top 40 kind of stuff was, we were all about that. Nice. So uh, Eric and I have discussed, uh, and we're still getting our feet on the ground with this show, so we'd love your suggestions, like I said, for making it better, but... When the opportunity arises, I think we should uh, seek out some bonus tracks with each episode that yeah, may I love this idea. coincide with the you know history of the song or you know just maybe a, another one on the album that we can add in uh, yeah, at least maybe I one lo- more track each episode. I love, I love that idea. After you mentioned it, I uh, the two I, when I was writing some notes for future mm-hmm. episodes, I added in a couple of songs just because yeah. I think it you know it. It's just a nice little addition to the playlist. Yeah, yeah. Or the podcast, so, uh, I mean. So we've got one coming up for this week that we'll tell you about. But of course, our song reveal, our next selection, which was my choice on the list, and will probably be our most recognizable song up to this point, as you mentioned, <laughs> as far as uh, its commercial success goes. But number 46 on our list is St. Elmo's Fire, Man in Motion by British artist John Parr. By the numbers. So Man in Motion was released on June 23rd, 1985 as a single from the St. Elmo's Fire soundtrack. I'm referring to the song as Man in Motion because the instrumental love theme from St. Elmo's Fire was also released as a single. So there's actually two songs from the soundtrack, but uh, I actually own both on a picture sleeve, 45. So (laughs) my 45 collection is growing and I typically pick out the picture sleeves. So I've got both of those. I need to buy more of those. I I don't ever go look at, I mean, you buy yours at what? At Salvation Army? Well, yeah, thrift stores all over the place. uh, Mainly, uh, sometimes I'll find them online. Because you send Uh, me pictures of them and I, I need to go buy some more of those just for the nostalgia part of that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the soundtrack itself was released on July of 85 and peaked at number 21 on the album charts. The Man in Motion single was a number one song for two weeks in September of that year, and it was written by Parr and composer-producer David Foster, who has had several hits over the years with numerous artists. This was also the first time Foster had scored a film. And the story goes that Foster was contracted to also write a song for the film, and he handpicked John Parr because he liked his song Naughty Naughty, that's which a was a top song. 40 hit yeah, in 1984. Uh, I was not familiar up until I got to this show. I don't I had not remember Seriously? the song. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, yeah, I, I love that song. So uh, Foster had already written a song, but Parr didn't like it, and they tried again, and after Parr was struggling with the lyrics, Foster handed him a newspaper clipping of a fellow Canadian athlete, Rick Hansen's Man in Motion tour around the world. And Hansen was a paraplegic who toured the world in his wheelchair to raise awareness for like spinal cord injury yep. like programs and stuff. Yep. Uh, and Parr was inspired by that, and they turned out the song, and less than 24 hours yep so uh i had not recalled the uh rick hansen man in motion tour and how that all came about so yeah he was inspired by a guy named uh terry fox who actually has a movie about his he tried to run across canada and Mm -hmm. that was a movie i saw when when i was a kid but yeah i always wondered why the 
those the lyrics never had anything to do with the movie. <laughs> well, I did read didn't make I, any sense. Yeah, I did read that uh, the director, uh, which escapes my mind now, of Saint Elmo's, Saint Elmo's Fire, did not want the title of the movie in the song, but he ended up putting it in there anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, it's and it kind of a literally mix. like an afterthought. He just throws it in there like he's right, just right, it, like offhandedly. Yeah. So, for fans of the movie, you might remember that the music video actually features all seven of the main cast members in a short, what you might call, sequel to the events in the film. They're all looking sadly through the foggy and run-down, fire-damaged version of St. Elmo's Bar. <laughs> and uh, apparently it was shot very quickly. The production company only had par for a single day before he had to go back to England. So, they had to shoot and you know, be done with it within 24 hours. Yeah. And there is a, essentially a Canadian version of the video, which intersparses photos of Rick Hansen's tour around the world. Oh, cool. So you can watch both of those on uh, YouTube. Let's get personal. So St. Elmo's Fire is not a movie I've revisited much. So my personal history with the song is mainly tied to radio and not the film. One of my hometown stations, like we mentioned, or Wyatt mentioned in our comments, WQIX, which I worked for for about two years in the mid-90s there, it was what they called a hot AC station, or a oh yeah, hot adult contemporary, adult played contemporary. a little bit of rock, and it they played it all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, this is up, you know, 10 years after the song came out, so I always thought it was a catchy tune. I've just enjoyed it over the years, so what's your kind of personal history with the song and maybe movie? Well, I love the movie. I saw it. I actually snuck into the theater to see it. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of those movies. So, okay, when I was 12, uh, I think I was 12, 11 or 12, when um, uh, Urban Cowboy came out. And that's how I thought, I just had in my mind that that's how life was going to be after you get out of school and become an adult. Um, I just because that's, I saw the movie. And then when I saw St. Elmo's Fire, that's how I thought college and being at a you know uh -huh. an adult right out of college was going to be um i've and i love that movie i've i, I just i rewatched it like a month ago it's on hulu i think and i saw it it was like a new okay. edition and i watched it again and uh, it's got some funny stuff in it it's got some funny uh there's a there's a quote in the movie that i didn't realize i quote from that movie <laughs> but they said it and I went, hey that's where i get that okay so i love the i love the movie and i love the song i just love john parr he's got a great voice so yeah um, but yeah i've i've always loved that song i was looking to uh re-watch the movie recently and i could not find it on streaming so yeah it's on hulu. and i don't have hulu so uh, that's probably why womp, womp. <laughs> the breakdown so Man in Motion has a great, what I would call, 80s sound. It's got a really nice melody and that synthesized bass groove, which I can't tell if it's a real bass or a keyboard, like, drum machine or something, you know. But the groove pretty much lasts throughout the whole song, except when they drop everything out and then you kick in that drum beat. Oh, I can yeah. see that new horizon, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's very uh, steady throughout the the song the beat and then i kind of liken the song to foster's collaboration with chicago and he's he wrote several of their songs when they had their big comeback in the 80s but oh, i, I just that. i love when the horns come in around the second verse and you get the horns yeah. in there too it just it has a chicago sound yeah it, no me. it really doesn't i never thought of that until you just said that but it mm -hmm. does sound like chicago uh like those choruses sound like chicago 
There's some really nice electric guitar chords mixed in, but the guitar is kind of mostly complementary to the chorus and just to give it kind of more power. That song has a lot of power, man. Yeah. And there's a couple times when the horns and guitar kind of play off each other, and it's really, really fun. So it's almost like uh, each verse adds a little bit to your ears. Like I love to listen you know, out of a stereo, and then I like to listen to the song in my headphones, too, just to see if I can catch little bits, but... Right, to see what's going uh, on. By the, the third ba- verse... The yeah, by the third verse, you got this real nice rhythm guitar piece along with the that answer vocal. I love, like, the vocals when they play off each other like that, and you have an yeah. answer vocal, and just really enjoyed you know, concentrating on all the elements of the song, because... When you hear it a thousand times on the radio, you don't always catch those little elements. <laughs> it just kind and, of becomes uh, kind of kind of white noise at times. Yeah, 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 and it's really really fun to rediscover. Yeah, and it, it, I don't know. It it seems simple, like when you hear it, because you have that steady rhythm throughout. But the more you listen to it and the other elements, it's a lot more complicated than you would think. So, oh yeah, what do you yeah. think about the the song in breaking just, it down? I love. I love John Parr's voice, um, and and I, and I confess I've only heard uh, this song, "Naughty Naughty," and one other song. But he's just got this really strong voice. And in fact, um, I don't know why I was looking up. I guess I might have been getting ready for the show, but uh, "Naughty Naughty," like the original version, isn't even on Spotify now. There's a there's, he like re-recorded it. Uh, oh so really? There's a, yeah, there's a new version of it, but his voice sounds the same. And he's got to be in his late sixties or maybe even older. But he still his voice still sounds as strong as it did. On, yeah, on this song. So. Well, that's weird because now I listened to some on Amazon Music and I found a a version over there that was obviously a re-record. So I yeah. didn't realize there going to look up of, Naughty Naughty that yeah they there must had be some kind of it. licensing thing. There's there's a lot of songs from the '80s. Like I have a an '80s playlist that has like 400 songs on it, and there's a handful of them that aren't there anymore, like the originals, and people have re-recorded hmm. them. Uh, and so it must be some kind of uh, you know licensing or record company thing or whatever. But yeah, so his he re-recorded it, and it wasn't it's not that old I don't think, and his voice is still as strong as it was on the original recording. So uh, that's awesome. I've just always loved his voice. Um, and just just the, the control he has over it. Yeah. But now that you mention Chicago, that it sounds just like a Chicago song. I could almost hear Peter Cetaris singing that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely uh, could as well. But I love horns too. I I love songs that add in horns. You know, not you know, not overpowering, but uh, yeah, more complimentary, and yeah. you definitely can feel them in the song, but they're not overpowering. Yeah. So. It's just really nice uh, adding those small little elements in there as yep. he's singing. So, all right. Well, Man in Motion gets the number 46 spot in our countdown of the top 50 1980s movie soundtrack songs with its you know commercial success, making it to number one, and then just overall sound musically. I just thought it definitely deserved a spot oh, yeah. uh, in our list. And as a bonus track this week, we'll play that Naughty Naughty version that... Uh, I guess you think is a redub, but you know we'll go ahead and add that on at the end as well, so you get to hear both songs this week. And yeah. now, probably if you use the song whip link, it'll probably be the original song from somewhere else. But okay, uh, I'm pretty sure the Spotify is all, all they have is the is the re-record. Yeah, and just being a top forty hit, it's I don't think one that people remember 
quite as well as that's funny, you know. That's one Saint Elmo's Fire. I uh, I guess well, I guess I'm a little bit older, but that's one of the songs I remember from the '80s. Is okay. Body, so. Well, if you have Spotify Premium, stay tuned to hear the songs in their entirety at the end of the episode. If you're a free Spotify user, you'll get to hear a quick snippet of the song that'll make you want to go out and find more. And where can you find it? Well, grab that Song Whip link in the show notes, and that'll connect you with the songs in your favorite music app, Apple, YouTube, uh, all those other ones that are out there that just offer music service. You can go find that. Give us your thoughts on today's choice on social media. Like we said, Twitter at RD80s, at Eric underscore Vardaman. And Eric gets our next episode, our number 45 pick, which was a pretty big hit on a very, very popular 1980s soundtrack. I wonder what it could be. <laughs> You'll have to tune in and find out. So <laughs> thanks for listening to The Greatest Lists, and we look forward to continuing our countdown next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.